Yo. Hi. This week on the Sensory Matters podcast, Jenny is chatting to Sasha from Special Kids Dot Company. Now, I've met Sasha a few times. She's a lovely lady. What are you doing? Shadows. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, Sasha is a lovely lady and she runs specialkids.company and I can't um, wait to listen to this podcast. Apparently Roxy can't either. Roxy can't wait to listen to this podcast either. Can you, Roxy Doodles? She's so, just a bit excited today. What have we been doing this week? Um, I was on the radio. Oh, you haven't listened to that yet, have you? So that's another thing. We'll listen to this podcast and we'll listen to the radio. Um, you've had a good week at school and you're going to be in a panto. Yeah. As Anna from Frozen. Yeah. And you've been doing PE? Yeah. So it's been a good week. So should we have a listen to... that? see Roxy will. Yeah, Roxy Doodles. So should we have a listen to Sasha's podcast? Yeah. And see what we think? <coughs> we'll be back soon. We love a net, we love a chat. We love to help and that's a fact. So we have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, slimming out of pure frustration. Chat to folks who've been there too, collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our sensory natters. You know what? Hello everybody, it's Jenny here, back with another Sensory Matters show. And today I have Sasha from Special Kids Company. How are you, Sasha? I'm good, Jenny. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Manic, busy as ever, but all good. Good. Well, thank you for having me today. You're very welcome. Now, Sasha and I have known each other quite a, a number of years through meeting at the autism show. Um, and yeah, Sasha's story is interesting. So let's just start at the very beginning. How on earth did you end? What is Special Kids Company and how on earth did you end up running it? And yeah, it isn't, a, it isn't a straight path, I can tell you that. So, well, so Special Kids Company is, is about becoming the one place where parents can find everything that they want. We are trying to make it in such a way that we cater for all the different needs and making it so accessible for parents because I think that's the biggest frustration is where when your child gets diagnosed, where do you turn to to find to find the products to, to solve all those problems. And um, I'm sure you would know when a parent gets a diagnosis, the parent has nowhere to go to and they end up, you know, venting on social media and asking other parents and forums. So we want to try and provide that easy access of a platform to get everything that they need. Okay, sounds great. Yeah, so, um, I mean, we started off with the, uh, with the clothing range and we're slowly building it up and we do provide the whole solution for clothing. Uh, bibs is the next thing that we're looking at, so depending on what their requirements are for bibs and, and so on. And then we just add more and more products as we go along and answering the needs of parents and what their child needs as well. Okay, great. So the, the, you started with the clothing range, which is adaptive clothing, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So ex explain how that works and what that's for. Well, so a, a child who's usually single or double incontinent, uh, they're not toilet trained, so they're still in a nappy and then they struggle to find clothing for their child um, over three years old. Okay. So we've, we didn't want to do just an extension of a baby grow. It had to be age-appropriate clothing because, I mean, you know, it needs to be fashionable but also functional as well. Yeah. So the clothes is designed so that it can be worn as an undergarment but also as a T-shirt, so with a pair of shorts or, pair, you know, a skirt. It, you know, it's colourful and it just fits in with the wardrobe of the child. Yeah. 
And um, we make it so that, like, you know, I mean, a baby grow tends to be quite high cut and it's in line with a nappy. Yeah. So a child can still access the nappy because they don't understand it's socially unacceptable not to play the contents of the nappy. So by making it with a slightly longer leg, it just deters them from getting into and, and playing with the contents. I mean, you've probably heard all the parents who struggle with smearing overnight and how do they stop their little Houdini from getting into their clothes? Yeah. Um, so what we've done is we've tried to create a range that is um, that caters for every different requirement. So we start off with the short legs. We now have the knee length one, which is a zip back. We have the ankle length dungarees, which are a button back. We also have the sleep suits, so they're footed pajamas. Again, the child just can't access the clothing. So depending on the weather um, and their needs. Yeah. Um, so, for example, the dungarees, they tend to have a non-stretch collar. So, okay. again, for the kids who try to strip or undress, then they're not able to do that. Okay. So depending on their needs, they're quite tamper-proof. Yeah. But still looking, um, you know, fashionable. The dungarees with the T-shirt underneath look really great in summer. The footed pyjamas keep them all layered up in, in, in the cooler weather. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our zipbacks have been incredibly popular. I mean, they've just we just didn't foresee how popular they would be because um, yeah. they just cater for that need. Brilliant. So where, where did the idea come from? How did it all start? Yeah. What did you do before? Well, I actually have a corporate back background. I used to work in heavy industry for about 17 years, I think. Okay. A long what, what time. type of industry was it? Um, oil and gas okay. and the steel and foundry industry, you know, quite industrial and, and yeah. usually in really remote locations around the world. But the last assignment I had, I was living in Qatar okay. uh, in the Middle East and I lived next door to a compound where I never saw children or families come and go. Nobody, you know, these children were hidden away and nobody ever visited, you know, these, these children. And, um, you know, in the Middle East, you know, they have varying different conditions. Um, and so I, I, when I left, I remember the the shaker at the time she was saying she was looking at establishing more and more special needs schools to cater for the children. But the, the bit that was really hard is that you never saw them out in public. They were not integrated in the community. They just didn't have products or anything available to them. Um, so I, after I finished my last assignment, I, I needed a break. <laughs> I took a year off and backpacked around South America and I thought, no, what, what can I do that's different? Um, but also I come from an Arab background myself. Um, and there is, you know, through this journey, I've also found out that there was an extended member of my family mm -hmm. that nobody ever wanted to talk about. Okay. And to this day, no one ever mentions it. So I did find out she was actually put into an institution. Wow. And, um, you know, because they couldn't discipline her. Yeah. And, um, you know, she was left there and 10 years later she died. Wow. And so there's this whole thing about hiding all these children, even into adulthood. And, and that's why the tagline of Special Kids Company is that where every child should be seen and not hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So the compound yeah. that you were next to in Qatar was a compound for children that had challenges or disabilities. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And at the time I left, they were building six of them. So there was a big demand. I mean, it's a very small population, but a growing need yes. that wasn't being met. Okay. And so that just really kind of 
that combined with your own family history just really kind of hit you in the heartstrings and thought that this this is just not the way it should be no exactly and I also think with such having a commercial and a corporate background I mean as you would know it's um you know there's a lot of well I'll go back a step so in the old days they used to have to duct tape a t-shirt to a bottom so that the child wouldn't get into them. And then you find now that there's a lot of mums who'll sew the clothing at home, which is really great, but it's not accessible to more people around the world because, you know, a, a child with special needs doesn't discriminate as to where they come from or what educational background they have. Yeah. So I thought I just take that corporate background and how do I reach more people and get a, a business where everybody can, it's so accessible and they don't have to struggle or vent or be frustrated. So how long ago was it you were in Qatar and saw that? Um, I think my assignment there was three years. So, uh, well, in the Middle East, I lived there for six years. So right. between 2006 and 2012. Okay. So that's what, six years ago that you, you left and started this journey? Well, after traveling a little bit and yeah. having a bit of a break and yeah, and then sort of, well, I mean, originally from Australia, but wanted to settle in the UK. Um, I saw there was a great need and, and a, a market for it. Yeah. And it was a, just a really great launching pad for being able to access um, UK, Europe and um, the Middle East, obviously, yeah. and um, the US. Brilliant. So do you think, because six years in my mind is fairly recent history in terms of seeing I, I can't imagine because I think the UK and Europe is not as good as we would like in terms of being accepting of people with challenges and disabilities but it sounds like they're light years ahead of what you've witnessed in the Middle East yeah. do you think that that is still the case out there or have things moved forward in the last six years no I unfortunately I don't think it's changed I mean I go back to Egypt regularly where my family's from um you know it is a developing country at the end of the day yeah and uh, no I, I see that they don't have resources in fact I have visited uh three charities so um and and three different schools mm. seeing how they do it and I think one of the one of the charities I think's been around for forty years, and it's the largest parent-led organisation. Um, and they have evolved in terms of providing education or respite and some sort of residential um, access for some parents. And another one was a cerebral palsy one. But yeah, they're not getting a lot of support. They're having to raise lots of money to be able to bring the equipment from the US, for example, yeah. wheelchairs and that. So mm. no, they're not. I, it's not as far as I'd like to have seen it get yeah. to. No. Okay. And what what do you think the biggest challenges for them is? It is it the is it funding? Is it money? Is it a cultural acceptance? Is it? What? I think it's a bit of both. It's okay. um, unfortunately they've kind of written off and not seen as someone who can couldn't who can contribute to society and that they can be loved by their siblings, by other family members. I mean, they bring so much joy. I mean, they're quite funny sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I saw also watching their educational journey. So no, I don't think there's a lot, enough value put on that mm. um, and not enough resources and funds for, to support them. Okay. Well, it's sad. I hope, I, have to, I wish, I wish there was some way we could accelerate it because it's just heartbreaking to imagine. Yeah. 
you know, kids in but that But when situation. you do see these charities who've taken it upon themselves to really bring awareness and stuff, it, you know, I do see it does small changes, but it's getting there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your adaptive clothing then, can you think of a story or an example of someone that's come to you and gone, wow, this has just made the world a difference to me? Ah, yeah, I hear it all the time. I hear it at trade shows. I hear emails. I hear testimonials and Facebook posts where, you know, they just can get through a night's sleep. Their child has stopped smearing. Um, They're also calmer sometimes. I had one parent who said to me, you know, she had tried um, another brand, which was a high cut one. And while I never sell the fact, they're not, they're not um, sensory, um, sorry, they're not, um, Oh, what's the word? Um, they're not weighted vests. Mm. And so, but she said it gave her child, by having the extra length in the leg, in the popper vest and in the zip back, she said that type of fabric that we've used has given her child that sensory feel that, that, her, that her son had craved for. Right. Um, and then we had another mum who said to us, she said, you know, what I love about your clothing is that even though my 10-year-old has a mental capability of an 18-month-old, he had a 12-year-old brother. And she said, I'm sure somewhere in his mind he's thinking, why have you put me in baby clothes? Or his brother has said, you know, why have you put my 10-year-old brother in baby's clothes? And mm-hmm. so by making it so much more age-appropriate, yeah. um, you know, they can run around in the clothes with, you know, just on their own. It's, it's you know, they can lounge around, have a mother with a, a daughter who's tube-fed. Um, and she just, she said, she's so happy to just lounge around in the clothes during the day. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Really good. So going back to you, you, you traveled South America somewhere I would love to go to <laughs> on my list. Um, but that was amazing. Yeah. And you decided, right, I'm going to change path completely. And you came up with special kids company idea and you came up with clothing and went down that route. How, how did you even begin with all of that? Um, well, it's actually just find. Well, first of all, I wanted a contribution back to society, but also something that links me back to the Middle East that could help me sort of bridge that gap. Yeah. Um, so we started off with one or two brands that we brought over. And then as time went on, we just realized that there was such a big gap in the market where these needs are not being met. Yeah. So we work with a team of designers who then decide, well, you know, what are parents asking for? And then how do we meet those needs? Mm-hmm. And that's how the range has evolved, actually. It's just, you know, we started, I think we only went up to size eight. Right. We now go to age and size for 16-year-olds, which will fit most medium-sized adults yeah Um, and then you know the length has just gotten a little bit longer so it's just evolved it's what parents have said and then I said could you do this color yes we'll then add that color and we've just brought out a stripe range which has been um, again done really really well brilliant okay so you've you've been going six years and um, served a lot of people and helped an awful lot of people Um, what is the future what are you hoping for next um, well, it's really to work with branded, reputable brands and products that are that are very well established in the market, but easily accessible for everybody. So it is becoming the one-stop shop uh, that people could 
get everything that they need. Uh, we're looking at having a showroom so parents can come in and have a look okay. at the products. Because, yes, everything's moving online. And while it's very convenient, as you know, unless they felt the products and understood how it fits and it wears, because as you know, you know, children with special needs are anatomically just not the same. Yeah. So we find that if they have, other than just trade shows, where else can they come and see it? So yeah, ultimately is to have a, a showroom slash shop where they could potentially yeah. come and get what they want. And we, yeah, we just carry lots of um, lots of really, really great products. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and there is that big difference. We have that problem sometimes with Chewy Gem in terms of you can't, it's really hard to get across the size and the shape yeah. and the feel Absolutely. Um, through a picture. Yeah. Okay. So you have now expanded into other ranges. Um, yes. So what, what other things have you brought on board so far? So we're looking at having at the moment six categories. So it'd be clothing, bibs, bedding. Um, let me see how good my memory is. Um, so accessories, yeah. varying for, 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 well, and chewies. <laughs> we're looking, we have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, just really, and wheelchair accessories as well. Yeah. And um, swimwear and washable nappies because, as you know, you know, there's a lot of waste with nappies being thrown thrown away, you know, for environmental reasons. Yeah, okay. Very good. So of the ones that you've bought on so far, which is your, do you have a favourite? Do you have something that you think, wow, that was genius? Uh, you mean in terms of a product? Yeah. Yeah, well, we've brought over uh, Tray Buddy from the US, which okay. is um, which wraps around the wheelchair. So, you know, a lot of mums out there have got kids who'll throw things off a, off a wheelchair or if they have, you know, they're not able to control their motor skills so well, they'll just throw toys. Yeah. But this is sort of a frame that doesn't look like that. And they're not able to, you know, it doesn't fall on the ground. He's not having to pick that up all the time. Okay. Uh, the clothing's still doing incredibly well. That's just been really popular from day one. Yeah. We're bringing on, um, I'm trying to think some of the other things that we bring on. We've brought on Fidget Bum. Yeah. So the sheets that, that goes over the mattress so it stops kids from kicking it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what what is Adventure Belt as well? I've seen that on your Adventure Belt is the alternative to reins for children. So it goes around your waist, so you're hands free, but it caters for children who who are on the spectrum, who are out in public or in in very noisy and busy places, and if they get panicked or they're having a meltdown and they want to bolt, you're not left in, say, a theme park where they run away and you can't find them. Yeah. So it's a, it's attached by a bungee cord. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. literally reins them back in. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So yeah. in terms of the market that you serve, because um, when I first heard about a special kids company and, and it was adaptive clothing, it didn't appear to me or with without the knowledge I have now that that would have been a big market um, because it's something I'd never come across in terms of, you know, people wanting to access their their nappies and enjoy smearing and things like that which i mean how common is that very common um it's a sensory thing so it could be 
it doesn't have to just be for smearing. It could be just for the, if they're single or double incontinent and are in a wheelchair so they don't have the mobility to yeah. do that. But, no, smearing's always been a big problem. What I have been told by, um, by other people, so there was a girl who said that she did smear when she was younger. Mm-hmm. She does, obviously, in her 20s and she doesn't do it anymore, but she, she couldn't spell it. Right. So she didn't. She wasn't put off by it, like okay. say you and I would be, or, or her parents. Yeah. Um, and but it was that feel. So it's the need. But you have other children who want to shred their nappies. It doesn't just have to be smearing. Yeah. Um, there's there's a sort of a general term. It's referred to as um, strippers, dippers, smearers, and shredders. Okay. <laughs> so it kind of covers that that spectrum or that range of people. So they might not be all smearers. They might yeah. be those who just constantly shred at their nappies in the middle of the night just to get that sensory feel or to calm down. So would you say it is a kind of sensory thing or is there other kind of other specific um, you know, is it is it more wheelchair bound people, or is it more sensory, or is it different diagnoses seem to have um, more prone to this? Or it could be sensory as well, because a lot of kids don't want clothing on them, so they don't like the seams, they don't like the tags, yeah. so they don't want clothing on them. So that is a sensory need as well. Yeah. So th- then they'll try and strip the clothes. So we try to make it as Houdini proof for them as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know they don't, you know, they'll just do it anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And but do, do you ever do you ever get complaints that you know like you're you're strapping them in if they don't want to wear clothes. I mean obviously some fine in the house if you want to strip and run around yeah. naked fine, but obviously yeah. everybody needs to go out in public sometime. Yeah. No, um, I mean, the fabric, most of them, the dungarees have a four-way stretch. The bodysuits cotton lycra, so they're quite forgiving. Yeah. But it's um, we've put five poppers, five, well, poppers or press studs on our bodysuits. So most other ones will have three, and it's really easy to just go in and pull that up. Yeah. Um, where we deter them from that by having five, and we've also reversed it, so it's the back over the top. They would have to push down to try and get it off. Right, Okay. So, yeah, it's quite um, quite a niche kind of thing to want to be able to do this all the time. We also, um, you'll see in our range, because it was more to help the dads, because the dad said, oh, we can't get the, the popper vest on this wriggly little child, but you've got all these poppers. So what we did is we put a middle purple popper. Right. So as a locator, and okay. then they can go from the inside out rather than trying to do it from the outside in and not not getting very far. Yeah, or messing messing them all up. Or messing one. them yeah. up exactly. So we put this middle purple popper. They can locate that really quickly, and then they can work, um, work outwards out. from that. Yeah. So yeah. it's just making the the lives of the parents easier, but also the children comfortable. But no, they're not restrictive. But you get kids who do chew on their clothes or do pull and tear yeah um yeah yeah again you're gonna get that anyway and yeah. I, I assume have you got labels in yours have you no they're yeah. all we do have labels but they're iron on okay. um, there's no tags right there's no tags we've top stitched all the seams around the top um around the shoulders and around the legs so that it doesn't roll up or curl especially under clothing that's what yes. you don't uh, you know if they're wearing a pair of jeans you don't want the bodysuit to you know curl um, and up underneath them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, from your point of view, if if you were 
someone that was thinking about adaptive clothing. I mean, I don't. You know, I think your prices are, are, are reasonable, and when you think about the the yeah. cost of clothes being ripped off and destroyed and all the other things, it's it's going to be economical going for you know say a vest of yours about fifteen pounds, which is. Um, reasonable but if yeah. for, for whatever reason someone was not yet at the point of wanting to try your stuff or maybe they are and you were going to give them some some tips as to how to make this work well how do you have anything around that strategies for introducing it for yeah we try to provide as much information as possible so sometimes we'll see orders come through where they've bought one of everything to try but obviously if they do get in touch with us whether it be through facebook or by email or um or through the website or, or even through amazon they just or, or even just calling us what we try to do is find out what the exact problem is yeah. um, and that's where we feel that we've been able to cater for exactly what they need so we try to find out exactly what the problem is if they're going to say, look, you know, they keep pulling at their collar. We're not going to recommend one product. We'll say, look, this one's better suited. Yeah. We do make the occasional bespoke one if they want to change the length or if they want to add a tube access into their into the range if we don't have it. So we do have the facility to do that. But it's really trying to understand exactly what the child is doing so if the needs can be met. Yeah. Um, and because, yeah, the price ranges from about, I think, 14 to 21 pounds for the body suits. Yeah. And we've um, we make sure our fabrics don't have any harmful dyes in them, and they're all they don't shrink or distort or anything in the wash. So if you wash and um, wear the wash them, you know properly and look after them, you could have a garment that could last you up to two years. And we do have parents who go, "Oh, we bought from you a year and a half or two years ago. We need more. We just we only the only reason why we're buying them is because." They've had to go the next size. Yeah. So if you factor in that, you're kind of looking at half that price per year and it isn't any more than a T-shirt. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so it, it sounds very much like us. Would you, would you almost rather people came to you first before they bought? Yeah, so we, that's why we use the trade shows so that yeah. they can we can showcase the products and then they'll go, oh, well, my kid will definitely get out of that. And we'll go, no, but what is it they're doing yes. that, that we could help them with? That's what we try to understand first. Yes, yeah, we're the same because we've got yeah. such a range of different chewies and they can all – they all meet a different needs and some people are strong chewers, but they like a softer thing and all the rest of it. So we try and do exactly the same, that if people can speak to us first, we'll try our best. We don't always get it right, but we'll try our best to get it right. Absolutely, yeah. And then with that customer service, they then tell other parents, as I'm sure they do with you, and they'll go, well, this is what we're having as yeah. the issue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. And what about, you know, someone for whatever reason just – can't afford one of these at the moment is there anything that they could do to um, we do run offers occasionally mm -hmm. um and we do have some seconds that we'd be happy to talk to we've donated some to charity before so people do want to get in touch with us okay. we do have some seconds that they could try on which we happily do that at a reduced amount um yeah. to give them a good first start yeah okay that's good and do you find um that once people have maybe been wearing your garments for a few years do you find that it reduces their desire to um access areas yeah, so the whole point is to deter them. Sometimes yeah. we just can't stop them. You don't always put them in the same clothes, but the whole point is just to deter them. Um, and you, it's it's a habit and it's repetitive. So if you're able to change that focus to somewhere else 
and, and away from the nappy, that, that is usually what happens. I mean, we've had customers, we still have customers from day one who come back and buy from us because they just want the next size up. Yeah, okay. So it's it's a habit that can be broken, basically. with, with... Yes, or reduced or redirected. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So it must, it must be rewarding when you get stories like that. It must feel amazing. Oh. Yeah, no, absolutely. When parents say, we need the next size up, you know, the disability doesn't stop at 14. We're like, nope, we're on top of it. We hear you. Yeah. And so, you know, we do want to bring in, out the next size because yeah. um, we do cater all the way for adults now. Yeah. Um, and then it's a case of with this, with the jumpsuits, we don't have them in tube access at the moment, but then the plan is as more and more demand increases, then we'll add the tube access into that as well. Yeah. Okay. Fab. So um, adults clothing, more adult clothing coming. Any yep. other um, clothing that might be coming? Oh, yes, we are always looking. We've got a couple <laughs> of styles. We're working with a couple of students at the moment to help us um, come up with a few new styles. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, And also just to cater for different seasons as well. And also um, prints, because parents are saying, because they are quite neutral and soft colours, but yeah. if parents are saying, and that's why we brought out the stripe, which has done really well. But then, yeah, we will be um, asking parents to tell us what their next stripe or print that they or color that they'd like to see in the range yeah but yes we are working on another new style too that should be coming out soon excellent that's exciting um and the next the next product that's not clothing that you're hoping to bring onto your shop uh probably swimwear and washable nappies will be the next um because then it complements the full range in yeah. terms of day wear sleepwear swimwear washable nappies and bibs so that way the whole clothing yeah. criteria is met yeah that makes total sense and what's your next show where can we see you next Oh, the next show is the accessibility show in October in Leeds. And then the one after that is Kids North in Manchester in November. Okay, brilliant. Good. Yeah. Okay, so um, anything else, any kind of parting message to the world? Uh, the search is over. <laughs> if, if you're looking for something, you shouldn't have to struggle or vent. It's specialkids.company. It's very easy uh, to find the address. It's the same with the Facebook page. Um, and, yeah, we're here to help, you know, reach more people so that it's just so much easier for them. Brilliant. Okay. So, yeah, www.specialkids.company is the web address and the same on Facebook. And um, as Sasha says, she'll be more than happy to help if you want to drop a message and ask some questions. And, yeah, and she'll so do our best to get it right. Info at specialkids.company. Great. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. That's been really interesting. Thanks, um, Jenny. No doubt see you at a show at some point. We will do. Thank okay. you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. So that was Sasha from Special Kids Company. Did you enjoy that? I feel really bad for those kids. Like, like the ones that are basically hidden away. Yeah. Because they've got their disability. Yeah. I know there's like a stigma and it's hard to phrase them, but I, I still feel bad for everyone in that Absolutely. situation. Because it sucks for literally everyone in that situation. It does. And I'm, I'm so glad that, that people are helping. Yeah, well, that's what, I've, what I think is amazing is that Sasha has been over there, she's seen that, and that's inspired her to go on and create this company. Yeah. So that's really heartwarming. And um, Sasha's products are amazing. Do you know what I particularly loved? The fact that, because when you do um, like the baby vest poppers, 
or any poppers, even buttons, I always button them up wrong, but the fact that she's got the purple popper in the middle so that you can get the poppers right, I think that's just genius. I, I don't I don't think I could do that. I am I am the worst with buttons. Yes, you are. But it's great for so for those who um who have kids that smear or need a onesie type thing then definitely check out specialkids.company because they are incredible and we also have a discount for our vics with specialkids.company so you can get that in our vic group um um you can you can't get roxy you can't get roxy roxy is hers alone but yeah and sasha's going to be getting more things into her shop so it's not just going to be her products it's going to be like a one-stop sensory shop which i think is awesome so we'll um see you again next week yeah yeah. Have a nice week. We're just going to get some food. We'll see you later. See ya. I'm trying to wear good goodbye that Roxy won't stop looking like oh, hands. I've got my thumb stuck. Should we get Roxy to say bye-bye? Roxy, uh, see you next week. Bye-bye. You know what?